My name's Liana Berry and you're listening to Art Muse Podcast, a podcast about the intersections between art, healing and creativity. Hello and welcome back to Art Muse Podcast. Yeah, it's been a big couple of weeks actually. I really hope you've been enjoying the last couple of episodes on family creativity and relational art making. I also paired up the release of those podcasts with a guest feature on Cat Tim's photography blog and I'll link that in the show notes. She was our guest last week and we had a lovely chat, lots of musings on family creativity. As well as writing on her blog post, I actually released an ebook called 52 weeks with you and that is 52 weeks of art activities for family and obviously as I've said numerous times family is it just basically means anyone you have a connection with and the 120 page ebook is full of lots of tips and information on collaborative versus parallel art making some behavioral hurdles that you might come across when you're making with family it's got an art activity for each week so you can make together for a whole year and that one is now available for purchase on my website i'm really excited i've poured so much energy and love into it and you can also use the the code artmusefamily52 if you if you need a discount and let me know if you buy it if you get making of some of the activities i'd love to see a couple of snaps or just hear your experiences so i'm shifting out of the family and relational art making space this episode and we're talking about transformation and it really magnetizes people to creative arts therapy to art and well-being and sometimes just to art making in general so whether that's like a a subconscious motivator or a conscious motivator a lot of the time we're seeking renewal and transformation and the experience of shifting out of difficulty or shifting emotional static emotional energy when we're approaching art making for well-being so it's something i'm really interested to kind of muse over today i find that it's one of those topics that is can be at times a bit hard to articulate but is well worth the conversation i think it's yeah really interesting to unpick and explore i guess what motivates us to make art and you know be a try and be a little bit more quantitative over what's actually happening i think it it's so easy especially you know for people that are well rehearsed in creativity and art making or you know if you're working as a professional if you're a teaching artist or if you're an art therapist or you're just kind of working in a well-being role so often I think we get excited because we see the benefits for our clients or just you know see the potential benefits in the wider world that you can end up making broad general statements um, or sweeping statements or kind of promises about what can be experienced so I have heard lots of times that art making is like really transformative but what does that actually mean how is it actually happening and how how is it inherent in the process I guess that's what I want to get to today like crux of how is transformation happening in art making and how is it that we can seek it and embrace it and facilitate it to happen I don't know if I'm going to answer that those questions exactly but I just want to get the conversation going explore it a little bit more deeply so if we look at this desire for transformation like where does it come from transformation I guess is looking to change the state of something that's looking to grow and expand and move beyond 
transformation obviously happens in the natural world all the time we're looking at you know flowers that transform from buds we're looking at caterpillars that transform into butterflies there's often like a metamorphosis that happens where something starts off in a certain state and it grows and evolves and transforms into something else and it's incredibly beautiful and we're obviously incredibly blessed often to witness that whole process to really be able to see those steps and and break them down the interesting thing is if you are that creature that's transforming there's a curiosity for me whether you, you actually recognize that what's going on the butterfly is a perfect example and i think that's been used in philosophy um and metaphors and you know lots of different poetic writings is does the butterfly actually know what it's going to transform into like is it aware of that full process when it's actually the entity that's going through it and you see lots of people kind of use that to think about this unknown and the perception that if you're that creature you have to face like a larger existential fear and a trusting that what's happening now is leading to something else and it's that same kind of i guess sentiment of a seed that is buried is waiting to grow so it's you know immersed in darkness what's that quote there's a quote that says is about seeds being planted and not buried we're surrounded all the time by transformation obviously humans have their own version of that and we so closely identify transformation in relation to emotional growth we relate it to creativity and we relate it to identity so a lot of people might use other words to describe transformation um transformation definitely sounds like big and grandiose and you know you might use words like change or grow for example like i'm using grow quite a lot but when we're suffering or when we're going through prolonged periods of feeling static and stuck that drive for transformation can become increased you know we're looking to shift that emotional energy or we're looking to change something for ourselves rather wanting to step into a different identity and have different experiences and attract and magnetize different emotions of like joy or excitement or wonder and we're looking to reduce probably more sufferable painful experiences sadness overwhelm boredom stress and so sometimes we seek like this transformation in the hope that we will move into something that has a more positive emotional potency for some people they just enjoy the creativity around transformation so it's around playing and being playful with identity and that's a whole other topic around how we're all kind of wired differently we all have different aesthetic tastes we have different concepts of beauty and we have different values as far as like what we look like what we wear how we how we present ourselves how we decorate our homes some of that's cultural some of that's incredibly personal so obviously there's so many different kind of layers to this conversation but if we're looking at transformation in an emotional sense it is really just about shifting that energy and also about gaining insight building narrative around our experiences so that perhaps we can begin to make meaning of them or we can begin to kind of let go of them so transformation can also be about letting go about making something new out of something old so it's that process of shifting and growing and changing just like the butterfly or the unfurling flower often it's associated with beauty and meaning and purpose 
out of something that might feel painful and sticky so that's the first thing I wanted to touch on is like why do we feel a desire to transform and you know transform you might be thinking in like oh transforming my style or transforming who I am but it can happen on a much smaller scale we can still want to be essentially as we are but we're just looking to transform the feeling and so I think a big fundamental part of art therapy is about transformation it's about having emotional experiences and transforming them into learning or insight or lightening that load transforming it into something that's manageable and tolerable rather than overwhelming and and so that's not just art therapy that's any sort of well-being or psychological approach we're looking to transform that experience and I think it's something that often mental health professionals and various people are attempting to educate on and people that have are well spoken around the experiences of grief and difficulty is that it's not about like learning to live without it, it's about learning to live with it so transforming it to a place that it becomes carryable that the weight is manageable there is a balance that has to happen there because evolution and transformation I feel like they those words have different speeds so when I think of evolution I think of it as slow very incremental and very slow whereas when I think of transformation I kind of think of that exciting end point when something's kind of flourishing and blooming is almost like quite fast and powerful and explosive and beautiful and so I don't really think of them happening in the same speed in the same sort of context but I think evolution and transformation are closely entwined as far as they're actually happening at the same time and evolution obviously is talking about biology a lot in its definition but it is also simply defined as a process of gradual change and obviously if we're talking in a biological context that means like the gradual change over generations of species and their characteristics but I think like a lot of words are not always just used in their literal context of origin often kind of we end up using them in social and kind of cultural settings so when I think of evolution I guess I do think of that slower change process that happens with anything and I think it was John Butler Um, who's an Australian musician once um, who I heard introducing a song and he was speaking about language and just his kind of interpretation of the word evolution and revolution and their similarities and that he feels that revolutions happen in an evolution so that was um, a really interesting thing to think about that and it's stuck in my mind for, for many many years is that my expectation of big change which is obviously um revolution has lots of political context but if we're kind of just looking again in a broader sense and we're looking at it um, in a personalized context of like big powerful change is that yeah revolution is is slow growing there's all of these seeds that are being planted and I think you know particularly in settings when you're looking at really meaningful ethical emotionally driven change sometimes you can feel like desperately you're not getting anywhere that it's not going anywhere like it's not happening fast enough but often those seeds that evolution is happening and at some point it creates a noticeable tipping point where you know it suddenly falls into something big something momentous and I guess if we're talking about transformation the definition is actually not that dissimilar in that it's a marked change in form 
nature or appearance. And so it was actually really reassuring to me to think about okay actually all of these micro changes all of these small things that you can pour your energy in that you can see positive outcomes through they're building in an evolution that will create a revolution but if we don't if you find that word is a bit too loaded then let's think about it in terms of transformation which feels much lighter and much more positive so there's a process that happens before that transformation it doesn't come out of the blue and if we're thinking about art making if we're thinking about personal growth it's the same thing it's not this kind of instantaneous experience not if it's going to be sustainable it has to happen in continual smaller ways and persistent ways and if they are big changes they usually have longer stilling distilling periods in between you know just like the butterfly you know it's a caterpillar and then it turns into a cocoon and then it hatches into a butterfly you know there's periods of stillness and unknown and kind of trust that has to happen before you get that end result And I think it's a really helpful thing to think about in context of creativity because sometimes we come in all guns blazing being like, right, I'm ready. I'm going to become like a transformed version of myself. I'm going to like find so much enrichment in my art making. I am ready to tackle wood carving or I'm ready to become a printmaker. And the frustration floods in really quickly because as soon as we start, we realize, oh, this is a big process. This is actually going to take time. It's going to take a lot of practice. It's going to take a lot of stumbling and sometimes it's going to take a lot of unknown we're going to be like in spaces where we can't see any progress or any growth or any transformation and that's kind of like doubly frustrating if we're approaching it not just from like a leisure hobby perspective of like wanting to enjoy it and try new things and learn new skills but if we're also approaching it because we're trying to shift that emotional energy and change that emotional energy and change our emotional experiences then it can become yeah doubly frustrating because we're not moving we feel like we're stuck like I'm still stuck in this emotional space and I'm not making kind of physical progress with what I'm doing and if we're art making with the aim for personal growth we need to approach it with an acknowledgement that there is a slow process and it's absolutely normal to have periods of feeling stuck and periods of stagnancy and periods of not knowing what's happening and I think if we look if slow down and study the process of making art it's a very good teacher it's a very good reflection like a microcosm of actually what's happening on a larger scale as well so most artists or most creatives will tell you that when they're making there is a large amount of trust that's required somewhere in the process i have a beautiful interview coming up next week uh, with an artist called osa rosti and she will talk to this a little bit and i'm really excited for you guys to listen to that um, episode when you're making when you do come in with an idea there is still a process of that unfolding and quite often once you get dug into the project you can go through a moment of like losing your way transformations happening it's actively in process but you can't you can't always see like where it's going to next so what's happening when we're making art is that you know we start a process and at the start we have an idea of our destination but the journey is the unknown bit in between and i feel like that's one of the powerful aspects of transformation you just need the intention a lot of people like I don't know what to do in the process like I don't know how it's going to turn out I don't know how to get there 
But that's okay. You don't need to know how to get there. You just need to start and you need to have the intention. As long as you've got an intention to be creative, you will be creative. You will end up with a result. Sometimes it's just trusting that unknown and trusting those processes of transformation. You have to sometimes go through the process of making in all its grittiness and messiness and unknowns to end up with your experience at the end so sometimes we end up with a creative outcome and I'm trying to be mindful of not saying you end up with an artwork because that's not always the case you're looking to end up with an experience and if that's coupled with an artwork absolutely wonderful I love it when it's when my art processes has an outcome I'm a really outcome driven person naturally and the way that I create and make by default is very pictorial so I like an outcome but sometimes we just end up with an experience because the process of making art is is just process, is just play and exploration. I hope that it comes across that either is absolutely fine. We're looking for the lived experience and the emotional experience of something. We're looking to shift energy, we're looking to shift emotion and we're looking to allow it to evolve so that we live more lightly, so that we feel more at ease, so that we feel soothed that we have some insight and yeah the fascination of people is like well how does art making actually do that is it this magical thing is it actually happening we don't have to understand something to be able to receive its benefit there are so many unknowns and there are so many inherent processes that are more complicated than what we have insight and understanding to there are indicators and there are cues that teach us something about the process so we can have a little bit of insight and so the way that art making transforms feelings is because you're making something that's invisible visible so there's a physical change that's actually shifting it into a tangible form and I say tangible because obviously all art forms are not just pictorial and visual they can be auditory like if we're thinking about music you know there's all of these other senses that creativity can can tap into and obviously so many different modalities so we're looking at shifting that emotional energy into something that's a tangible form and sometimes that's literal and sometimes it's not this is a good point to try to touch briefly on symbolism and I'm still waiting for the right time in the podcast to talk about symbolism there's a bit of research I want to do just to refresh my knowledge but also I want to try and pair it up with an artist that works heavily in symbolism because I think it's a really interesting topic and so symbols have like a big cultural backdrop and are a collective language like we often have the same associations and understand symbols a similar way just dependent on our cultural background and our shared kind of knowledge but so one of the ways that emotions can transform through art making is that they find a home in a symbol so they're expressed into a form that represents the feeling itself and I'm not talking about emojis like in that sort of symbols I'm talking about forms that have a greater meaning that stand for for more than what they appear to be so one of the ways that transformation happens is that a feeling becomes encoded and embedded in a symbol and so sometimes that can be like really literal we're thinking about for example light and vibrancy and warmth the symbol for that might be a sun and sometimes it's less literal but we can still see the association for example if we do an image of a mother nursing a baby that might be to do with like parenthood if you're a parent but it actually might not be associated with that at all it might be associated with nurturing and fostering 
growth from newness it might be emergence it might just be about abundance um, it might be about soothing so we kind of have these different pictorial form-based symbols that hold meaning for us and they hold meaning collectively for cultures and for populations of people and societies but they can also hold personal meaning so we can have personal attachment to different symbols and I will go into more detail on that on an episode in the coming months sometime I will put it high on my list because I know a few of you have requested an episode on symbolism Um, so that is one of the ways that transformation happens through artwork and how that shift actually occurs is that feelings become like encoded and embedded in symbols and in forms and then once you have them in symbols and forms they not only become visually attainable and unseeable but then you can I guess manipulate them that you can adjust them and change them and and use them in a way that furthers that shift so you are seeing it and can speak to it you can actually verbally speak to it but you can write to it you can think to it you can like dialogue with it and you can reflect on it in a way that's very different if it's that process is entirely internal once it's expressed in a way that's physical there's an additional strength to that and you can actually watch yourself engaging with it or changing it and so that kind of comes to my second point about how transformation actually happens is that there's like a physical evolution there's a physical change that you can see so for example if i was to ask you to depict angry or to depict anger on a piece of paper that instantly obviously makes that internal invisible experience visible and physical and it suddenly has like color tone texture shape or if i always speak in context of putting things on paper because that's just my kind of go-to but obviously you know twist these words and apply them to yourself if you have a different modality if you're making music you know or physical if you're a dancer or an actor you might have a gesture for your anger if I said what does anger look like if it's a gesture or if it's yeah a sound or a character out of it that you can embody and you can play you can act out but you know all of a sudden it's like it's it's within our physical realm and then and then we can suddenly kind of further that we can like have impact on it so a what happens is that how we treat it is is very potent whether we kind of like screw up that piece of paper and put it in the bin or whether we keep it safely in a folder but the treatment can kind of extend beyond that because we can actually physically move it along we can transform it so i might ask you like okay what do we what sh- what shall we do with that anger like what does it feel like it needs do we need to cut up that paper into lots of tiny shreds and and turn it into something else create a collage out of it or bury it in the ground or do you want to paint over the top of it with a different color or um you know do you want to turn it into like a craft volcano or turn it onto a character on paper and what happens to that anger now it's visible what can we do with it how can we change its representation how can we continue it in a narrative context that transforms it like and it shifts that energy you know that is really really powerful and that's a really explicit example, you know, like if we're expressing exactly what anger looks like and then having attuned ways of responding to that and building narrative or building insight, um, you know, we're writing a story about it or we're like talking to it or um, we're, you know, adding to it or we're layering it in some way. 
sometimes it's not that explicit sometimes that process just happens without us articulating it it's that embodied experience of expression so you know it's we might be making something and have an awareness that it feels cathartic that it feels like a release that we're getting stuff out but we don't necessarily have the words and the description to be able to verbalize that step-by-step process and that could be for a number of reasons because the emotion actually is more complicated and the emotion doesn't make sense in a word form like we can't give it a name we don't know exactly what it is or it's a kind of messy blend blended knot of like all sorts of different things like we don't always have language for our feelings and so the nice thing about art making is that you can still express it the form it doesn't rely on language and verbal articulation so you can still get that feeling out and then you're still working with it once it's out even if it's just from an artistic perspective and it has a resonance of feeling and of internal transformation so you know that might be just when like one day you're like, i'm just feeling agitated i'm just going to do some art making i've just got so many feelings and you make something and you become immersed in that flow state and that creativity and you push that project through like you get it out and how it starts on paper and then you're like oh yeah i need to add some more color here oh yeah i'm gonna actually layer it up with some fabric so actually i'm you know this has given me an idea for something else and i'm going to slightly shift the project away to this modality and i'm going to make this and tweak this and cut this and glue that and go away for a day and then come back and keep working on it and then eventually we end up either feeling like oh I feel lighter I feel like a release and I feel good and I'm either not going to pursue that project because I don't feel like I feel like it served me and it's done enough or I'm going to push it to an outcome embodies all of that process embodies your internal expression even if you don't have the vocabulary for it so there's like these transformative processes of making something from nothing because that's fundamentally what we're talking about isn't it all artists start with a blank page or a silent guitar or a big piece of fabric that's freshly printed from the factory is it's like we're always we're starting with blank materials all creative people start with blank materials if you're a baker you just start with the core ingredients and then you're making something out of it you're transforming those core materials into something so transformation is happening just from an artistic perspective but there is this parallel process of emotional transformation that is happening and like i said sometimes that's just subversive that's like the underside of the iceberg like we just don't see it we don't always necessarily have to see it we don't have to understand it to kind of benefit benefit from it sometimes we do sometimes we we, particularly if the feelings are potent particularly if they're overwhelming or um, we're going through a really difficult period in our life we can really like try to make that more formulated try to we can really try to like pick apart and name it and explore it and connect those dots i guess and create a dialogue between the artwork and between our internal state and to do it in a way that supports our growth and our change and shifts that feeling if that's ultimately the goal of i want to be able to walk through life a little bit lighter with these life experiences then how do i shift that energy how do i transform it so it's not about it disappearing but it's about it becoming something different it's about moving it along the butterfly is still the caterpillar it's still the same creature but it's transformed the artwork was is it still has all the cake or the music it still has its fundamental kind of core ingredients but it's been mixed together and blended 
together in a way that it becomes something new. So yeah, there is this balance, I guess, between understanding that rushing in and wanting transformation immediately doesn't happen. Obviously, there is impact that can happen quite quickly. And when we're looking at art making, like absolutely, sometimes like things happen quickly. Sometimes, you know, you're pouring out paint onto a canvas or you're spinning clay on a pottery wheel. Like things are happening. Things are moving, can be moving very quickly. But most often there's like a, a, a process, like there's lots and lots of stages and small steps to transform those raw ingredients into an artwork. And it's the same with our feelings. We, you know, we sometimes do get immediate relief and quite quick paced movement, but it's often a multimodal, multi-process and a lot of repetition that's needed. You know, if you speak to an artist, they, don't, they work on multiple artworks and it's an ongoing repetition of building and creating and learning and adding in knowledge and developing insights and seeking like you're constantly seeking so even though i you know you experience one transformation of your musical instruments into a song you don't stop there you keep making music or you know as a painting you don't just stop after one painting you keep making it because it's ongoing it's not like definitive so always approach i guess creativity art making and art therapy is like the not defined process and sometimes we can get we want to quantify it we want to see an end point we want to know when the transformation happens how long is the caterpillar in the cocoon before it hatches out we have the beauty of having that perspective of being distanced there like being separate to it we can watch the caterpillar turn into a, a chrysalis and then into a butterfly and know its lifespan and know how long it takes on average and what it's going to turn into but the caterpillar doesn't well I don't know you'd have to ask a caterpillar if they know they have an inherent sense of what's going to happen but they don't necessarily know and they don't know the length of that journey and so it's the same for us like you have to trust that process there's a blankness to knowing that you don't know how long it's going to take you to make a work of art to see out a creative process you don't know how long it's going to take you to shift that energy and to feel that lightness or to feel a sense of healing you have to sort of just trust and lean into that unknown we need to expect that um, creativity is like a patchwork quilt in the same way we're going to have ebbs and flows things are going to have clarity and then they're going to be really hazy and really difficult to see sometimes we're going to feel lightness sometimes we're going to feel bogged down in the process sometimes things will have really clear symbolism and sometimes they won't so this is just there's a lot of nuance to this conversation we want transformative we often just want to embrace that end point just want to often celebrate the butterfly and not think about the cocoon and chrysalis stage where it's like nothing looks like it's happening <laughs> So I think, just think, yeah, those are the two main processes. There's internal expression and emotional expression, you know, that comes out in a physical form that we can then adapt and have contact with and adjust and have impact on, even if we don't have impact on other experiences of our life. So that's super empowering. It, it gives us a sense to be able to like look at what our experiences are and shape it in a way that is helpful for us to gain insight and make meaning and to look at and to carry and to empathize with ourselves. 
um, and to connect with others as well if we're looking at other people's experiences it's just a synthesizing of that internal experience and I think that's why we connect with each other's art so much is because we often can see parts of ourselves and we can identify parts of our emotional experience in the product of somebody else's so that's sort of like one area of transformation and the second area is just that it's a physicality like it's a process of making something from nothing and being able to apply and learn skills and to see those changes and to see its development and that is also really empowering and really enriching and fun and at times really frustrating but it's also a microcosm for that learning as well of having to sometimes let go having to adjust and adapt um celebrating and yeah just all of these other things that we can apply into our everyday lives that in a larger bigger broader context when we're faced with the same reactivity or the same fundamental feeling of like not knowing what's happening or not having control or you know whatever it is approach it with the same problem solving or the same patience and or just the same empathy like we've all been there when our artworks have turned into an absolute disaster and at the end of the day they have to go in the bin there's sort of no other way around it and they just require self-compassion and a softness because you've wasted two weeks two days two months however long it is on there and you have nothing to show for it despite having these grand plans and how can you relate that to your life like how you know it happens to all of us where we just ended up where we didn't expect to be so you know how do we respond to that in a way that is healthy and self-supportive and nurturing and allows us to take and glean some lessons from it and some skills and some learning but also just allows us to grieve you know just to grieve that process the the outcome that it didn't happen how we expected to and the other times where we can absolutely delight in the spontaneity and the evolution of our artwork or when you see that you've something you've been practicing you just executed really quickly and you know you've produced something that you didn't even think was possible and how much did that fill you with like courage and excitement um and empowerment knowing that like oh I can do things and if I persist over time and I'm proactive over time I can achieve things so there is like yeah so much benefit I guess from um making art and like learning skills that are so widely applicable and really enriching and that's that is my singular love of art therapy if you haven't um taken that from any of the episodes so far is that I just love the way that it can translate larger life lessons and how it can teach us and how there's that kind of parallel mirrored you know microcosm like these things that are happening that are just excellent descriptors of what happens in our life or what happens internally for us in the wider world is that we're experiencing them in the art room the create in our creative space and it's a great practice zone and it's a great way to become acquainted with some of these things and you know to practice all the things that make our lives rich and also you know help our development and our growth it's cool it's really seriously cool to be able to like realize like oh you know how am I reacting to this is actually how I react to something else and that's where my struggle is or you know I can change and adapt and I can transform and I can grow it's entirely possible and um you know sometimes wholly wholly necessary and other times we can slow down and realize that it's an evolution (laughs) you know it's a a lifelong journey we don't need to be speedy at some of these things so we can just slow down and enjoy the process and enjoy the unknowns and 
revel in the fact that that is sometimes the mystery of life. So on that note, I am going to finish up and I hope you took something from this episode and my many musings and I will be back next week to share the interview with Osa Rosti, who is a paper mache artist. Okay, have a lovely week. Thank you so much for listening to Art Muse Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, then please like, share or follow on whichever listening app you use. If you want to keep up to date on social media, the best place to find us is on Instagram at artmuse underscore podcast. <laughs>